Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together, verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So, if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So, if you have your Bible, feel free to read along, and if not, no problem. We'll put it all together for you. So, let's get started. Today, we are closing out our study of Ephesians. We're in chapter 6, and we'll be reading verses 16 down to um, 24. So let me read these, and then we'll jump in and, and get started talking about them. So verse 16 reads, In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And pray in the Spirit, On all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whatever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Tychius, dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord, will tell you everything so that you also may know how I am and how I'm doing. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. Peace to the brothers and sisters and love with faith from God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. Wow. That's a great way to close out Ephesians on this Thanksgiving Day for us here in the United States. Um, So many things we could uh, uh, remark on. What a remarkable letter to a church Uh, of a lot of young Christians. Ephesus, this city in modern-day Turkey, um, one of the uh, most influential uh, new Christian churches at the time. Ephesus, probably the most important city in the whole Roman Empire, second only to Rome itself. Uh, An international city um, between Asia and uh, Europe itself, uh, a gateway city, um, wealthy city, powerful city, and this church growing, uh, rivaling 
uh, even the the established temples that they had. The Temple of Artemis, the, you know, I think it was nine times bigger than the Acropolis in uh, in Greece. So um, in Athens, so um, big church, uh, growing church, but also uh, this is a big letter to them with all kind of um, uh, important theology uh, in Christianity. Chapter one, as we said, relationship. This is all about relationships. Christianity is not a religion; it is a relationship. A rel- chapter one deals with your relationship to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Chapter two deals with your relationship to your salvation in the body of Christ. Chapter three deals with uh, the mystery of the gospel of the church and your relationship with the church. Chapter four. The relationship uh, that you have is in the unity of the church, in grace, in this new life that you have. Chapter 5 deals with this relationship as you walk in love, in light, and in life itself. And then it starts exploring the relationships between husbands and wives. Chapter 6 looks at the relationship of the family. It's, it's uh, parents to children and, ch- and children to parents. And also those in authority to those under authority. So now, <clears throat> we're talking about uh, the armor, the relationship to uh, the mission that we have to be alert ambassadors. <clears throat> Paul regarded himself as an ambassador, and um, this whole section talks about being alert being alert ambassadors for Christ. We talked about putting on the armor. He talks about putting on the armor of God and be able to stand firm in that armor. And he calls us uh, not to win the battle with this armor, but to stand our ground, for Christ has already won the battle. And it's a, it's a wake-up call. To the Christians, you know, I mean, he could he could have written them a letter with all kind of theology in it, but this is where rubber meets the road. He tries to break it down not only to your relationship to the God, Father, and the Holy Spirit, but also how to live out that life. And this is almost like a, uh, a maybe a warning, but also a strong encouragement to to be strong, not in your own power, but in God's mighty power, in the Lord's mighty power. And to be aware that there is a spiritual battle going on, and this is a battle for your soul. Everything in this world and everything inside you, inside your own personal world, inside the world of the, of the whole world, is, is, the, is trying to, to take your heart off of Christ. He's telling them to keep centered on Christ. The belt of this armor is the truth. The Word of God, that holds everything together. That is the truth. And as an analogy to a Roman soldier, the belt, this buckle, would have held all the armor in place. Not so much like pants today, but this is an armor, putting a belt buckle of armor. Breastplate is uh, what covers your heart. That's your most vital organ in battle. And a spear or a sword to the heart or to the chest, through the lungs of the heart, it was a mortal wound. The breastplate of righteousness, it protects your heart. It's so important to keep a Christ-centered heart. If your heart is centered on Christ, you will be effective. Uh, And as David said, uh, 
he talked about having a heart for Christ and um, and the proper heart for Christ is a humble heart but putting Christ first and above all is where our heart should be the shoes the proper foundation of the feet the foundation of everything is again the gospel of Christ Jesus Christ is our foundation Every one of these components of the armor is an analogy to Christ. Christ is truth. He was the embodiment of truth. Christ was the Word of God who came in the flesh. Our righteousness, which is the Holy Spirit living in us, is our righteousness. We are holy and blameless in the eyes of God. Because of our faith, we have the Holy Spirit living inside us. That is our righteousness. That's our heart. The shoes, the gospel of Christ, again, the the righteousness of Christ, the foundation of the gospel of Christ is our foundation as well. That's what saves us. It's the gospel message, not by our own doing, but by His doing. And everywhere we go, we need to walk in manners worthy of Him. And we'll talk about some of that walking because he all a lot of these analogies all through Ephesians and Galatians talk about walking in the Spirit, walking worthy. Now he gets down to three more elements of this armor. The helmet of salvation. You put your helmet on, it protects your mind, it protects your brain. The helmet protects the head. The head's what you're thinking about, right? So... <clears throat> Just as the breastplate is protecting your heart, that is where your heart is centered on, a Christ-centered heart, a humble heart is so important. What's inside your heart? The, The Bible talks about the heart and the mind almost interchangeably a lot of times. But what's in your heart, that's where what your mind will be thinking about. And what we need to have our mind on is our salvation. That's what we should be looking forward to. Not the problems, but our salvation is what our mind should be thinking on. If we're thinking about all these other things, that if that's where our mind is, that's where our heart will be directed to. That's where our feet will be walking to. That's what we'll be looking at to in terms of what we want to be true or not true. It's so important to keep your mind on things that you have, the gifts, the spiritual gifts that you have that Jesus Christ gave to you. <clears throat> After he died, <clears throat> or when he died, he ascended to the he descended to the grave to 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 death itself, to defeat death itself in the grave, in the pit, in hell itself. <clears throat> And it says, after he descended, he ascended up to the heavenly <clears throat> realms and brought captives back with him. So that then he could give out the spiritual gifts. Just like a returning king would come from a foreign uh, country, bringing back the captives with him and also the treasures. This is an analogy once again back in Ephesians. These spiritual gifts... <clears throat> that was in Ephesians chapter 4. After he defeated death, I, you know, one of uh, my uh, uh, observations was is that <clears throat> death itself could have been his captive that he could have brought back. 
And the gifts are the spiritual gifts he now gives because once you believe, now you're a part of a new body. Because death has been defeated, you are now a new body. You have a new body in Christ. That's one of the mysteries of the gospel. <clears throat> so that's where your mind should be. Your mind should be on that. Your mind should be on these the, the salvation that you have. Jesus has already died. He defeated death. He, he descended, now he ascended. And these spiritual gifts he gives to you and me in the body of Christ. The ability to believe in him could be a, a spiritual gift. I've seen it commented on some Bible studies as it talks about it's by grace you've been saved through your faith. And these are gifts from God. The sword. Next, you take the sword of the Spirit. And it says again, the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. Another analogy. So we talked about the truth being the Word of God, the belt of truth that holds everything together. As John said, <clears throat> the truth became the Word. The truth became flesh. Jesus was the truth and the Word. He became flesh. But also the Word of God, which is another analogy to Jesus, the sword of the Spirit is truth. So you've got the truth from the belt standpoint. It's a defensive element. But now you've got the Word of God also being an offensive element. <clears throat> All this stuff is the armor of God to stand your ground. But now he talks about the sword of the Spirit, also the Word of God. Christ is an offensive weapon too. And uh, as we uh, see in, I think it's um, Hebrews, and I'm just going off memory. I meant to write it down, but it's I believe it's in Hebrews, and you'll have to um, <clears throat> let me uh, do an addendum on this. But in Hebrews, it says... Um, the Word of God is a double-edged sword cutting to the marrow. And so, again, this double-edged sword, the, the Spirit of God, the Word of God in Jesus Christ, that's an offensive weapon, too. And it's the Word of God that does your fighting. Not you. It's the Word of God. Praying in the Spirit. That's the last thing he does. He says, praying in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. You need to be alert as an ambassador and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Now, McGee points out that he considers this prayer part of the armor, part of the instruction, and he considers this an offensive weapon, too. I would consider this maybe an offensive and a defensive weapon. I think this is the whole package of what the soldier needs to be doing. What soldier out in the battlefield is not talking to the commanders? Or what soldier in the battlefield is not communicating with his fellow soldiers? Is that that soldier, if he's not a part of the uh, information tree or chain, he doesn't know whether to... Uh, to go to the right or the left or forward or back, or he doesn't know what to do. Now, of course, the instruction is to stand your ground. But what soldier is isolated? 
That's not a very good soldier. So he's telling everybody to keep on praying. And I'll tell you, when I read this, he says the word pray over and over in many different ways. And pray in the Spirit. Pray on all occasions. Pray all kinds of prayers. Pray all kinds of requests. With this in your mind, again, that reference back to your uh, helmet of salvation, protecting your mind, with this in mind, in your mind, be alert when you pray. Be alert as you stand your ground. Be alert as a soldier. Be alert as you walk your walk. And always, he says it again, always keep on praying. <clears throat> not just for yourself. It's not a laundry list for you to pray for what you want or in your life or what you think is great. But pray for all the Lord's people. And then he says it again. Pray also for me. That whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. For I am an ambassador in chains. And then he says it again. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. That whole section there, verse 18 through 20, is all about prayer. And I would say that this final instruction on being a, an alert ambassador, an alert soldier, has to, has to involve prayer, constant, every kind of prayer. You could have a devotional prayer in the morning. You can have little mini prayers all during the day. You can have focus prayers when something goes wrong. You can have focus prayers when something goes right. You can have prayers when you're scared to death. You can have prayers when you feel like you're uh, you're so, so confident. You can have prayers for yourself, prayers for your family, prayers for the church. He's saying you got to pray. <clears throat> it's an offensive weapon against sin. It's a defensive weapon against sin. It keeps the whole soldier healthy and effective. So we talked about all of this armor. And um, <clears throat> I want to say a couple of concluding remarks about, about uh, Ephesians. Um, it's all about Jesus Christ. It's all about your relationship to Jesus Christ. And <clears throat> it's all about the gospel message and the mystery of the gospel. And Paul talks about the mystery, the mystery of uh, your, the gospel message, the mystery of the grace, the mystery of the body of Christ, the mystery of the church. The mystery of the, the marital relationship between husband and wife. <clears throat> and this great mystery, again, he circles back of the gospel itself. And the, as he starts with grace, he concludes with grace. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. And as he said, this grace was begun by the Father in heaven out of love. <clears throat> more love than we can ever even understand and he concludes with love with grace and love grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love Jesus Christ was the Prince of Peace his presence fulfilled all the law 
and allowed you to have peace and to be reconciled with God the Father. So you're not under wrath, you're under grace, and you have peace. Peace. Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, who does not promise you lack of problems in the world. He promises you peace to God the Father in heaven. Now you're holy and blameless. You have a relationship as a believer, as a Christian, with Jesus Christ. And through that relationship with Jesus Christ, now you're reconciled and you have a relationship with God the Father in heaven. You're adopted as sons and daughters. And you have Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, living inside you. And through Him, you have God the Father's Spirit living inside you which is now the Holy Spirit living inside you. And all of that comes from the love of the Father for you. Jesus became flesh. The Word, the truth became flesh so that you could see it and you could see the personification of God in every quality of God. <clears throat> there is nothing to fear. We should be alert ambassadors, being alert and keeping the attributes of Jesus Christ Himself in you, His truth, His righteousness, His gospel, His faithfulness, His salvation, His Word, so powerful, and the relationship that you have to worship with Him in the body of Christ and also with yourself as you pray all the time on all occasions for all situations. So <clears throat> there's a lot of parallels that I see in Galatians and Ephesians. They, they both have six books and in chapter 5 they both talk a lot about walking. But it's all centered around Jesus Christ. And I'd like to say that it reminds me, I, was, I saw a scripture yesterday, John 14, chapter 6. It was from a friend of mine, a patient of mine, uh, talking about, uh, or at least he loved this chat verse, John 14, 6. Jesus answered them, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Woo! That's one little verse from Jesus himself that just echoes Galatians and Ephesians. <clears throat> Jesus said, I'm the only way. I'm the truth and the life. The truth, the Word of God. Okay? The way, the way you should walk. And we talk a lot about... Um, the walking that you see in Galatians, in, ver in chapter 5, verse 1, it talks about stand firm, stand free in the gospel message. That standing that it talks about in Galatians echoes standing your ground in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. And then it says walking by the Spirit in Galatians. That's chapter 5, verse 16. Walking by the Spirit. And if for those who walk by the Spirit, you're going to have fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, and peace, and things like that. And if you're walking by the Spirit, you need to let your walk be led by the Spirit. 
Let the Spirit of God lead you. And if you're walking, being led by the Spirit, chapter 5 down to verse 25, it says, walk in step with the Spirit. Now, again, the walking all through Galatians, and, and I did a Bible search just about walking all throughout. It talks about walking in Bible. When you translate that word, that word in Greek, uh, it translates to peripateo. Peripateo means the walking like we walk around. But this last walking in step, if we're being led by the Spirit, then we should be walking in step with the Spirit. That's verse 525 of Galatians. That word comes from stokio. That's a different Greek word. And that means being led in steps. Being led like, uh, and McGee points out, it's almost like a parent and child relationship. In step, you you advance to higher levels of walking. In other words, you walk and you fall and you get up and you learn and you pray and you grow and you walk and you fall, just like a child walks. So if you're being led by a parent, you walk in step. You're trying to walk in step with the parent or with the instructor. Stokio means to do in a step form fashion. It's not like you know how to do it all together and it's a natural walk. It's a walk, walking in step after completing different tasks. That's how a child learns to walk. That's how we must learn to walk. So when we walk in step with the Holy Spirit, we need to not be discouraged if we fall down. We need to lean on His Spirit. And in Ephesians, he's also talking about how we walk. And again, this walking is how the is another analogy on how the Christian lives his Christian life. This would have been how he encouraged the Galatians and how he's encouraging the Ephesians and us too. How we live our Christian life. This is where rubber meets the road. This is where it gets real practical. There's a lot of theology, but then there's a lot of practicality. He says in Ephesians, walk worthy of the calling. And then it says in Ephesians 4, 17, 18, walk in a Christ-centered way. It's so important that Christ is the center of your heart. If Christ is not the center of your heart, something else is taking its place. If Christ is not the center, then your heart is craving something else. And it doesn't take but a minute to get something else in place of Christ. And once something else is in place of Christ, now your brain's thinking about it too. And instead of your salvation being on your brain, something else, something you want, a job, money, popularity, all kind of cravings, or maybe it's something in the world. Fear, peer pressure, just things of the world, the needs that you have start taking the place that the things that you should be appreciating that you already have. Christ-centered, so important to keep your heart Christ-centered. Then it talks about walking in love, in light, and walking in the life itself. In Ephesians 5, 2, 5, 8. 14 through 15. This 
so many verses talking about walk, how you walk, worthy, Christ-centered, in love, in light, in life. And then it talks about standing your ground as you as you walk your walk. Standing your ground, standing firm with this truth. With this truth, holding everything up together. And as you walk your walk, walk it in a prayerful manner as we've learned. Um, in the concluding remarks of this powerful, powerful uh, book. Now, i got to throw one more verse at you. It is uh, John chapter 4, 23. Um, I'm going to read down to 23, 24. And this is talking about prayer itself. And I saw this reference as I was preparing this study. And it's talking about, and I think McGee points it out too, that prayer is worship. You can't forget that because Paul talks about prayer so much. Let's look at this. This is from G- this is Jesus talking, John chapter four verse twenty three. Some and I'll start off reading a little bit before this. Uh, <clears throat> uh, this this uh, woman is asking him. He says, "Sir, I can see that you're a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem." <clears throat> now she's trying to say, you know. What kind of worship are you talking about? Jesus says, Woman, Jesus replied, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Sumerians worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know. For salvation is from for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true Worshippers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is Spirit, and His worshipers must worship in the Spirit and in truth. Okay? So when we pray, Ephesians is talking about how do we pray? We are to pray in the Spirit. So we pray in the Spirit on all occasions. And that praying in the Spirit is worship in the Spirit, as it talks about in John. Prayer is worship. When we pray in the Spirit, that is another act of worship. So Jesus is looking for that kind of prayer, prayer in the Spirit. And so when we're praying... That's a defensive, uh, that's defense. When we pray, that's offense as well. And when we pray in the Spirit like that, when the Spirit of God is living in us, and we pray in the Spirit, that is worship. In God's eyes, that is worship. So, next time you're walking your walk, trying to stand your ground, and you say, you know what? I don't have anything to do. You can pray a little prayer. Or you're at school or you're at work or you're doing something around the house. Try praying a little prayer in the Spirit. You know what? 
you're worshiping God right then and there. You're honoring God. You're honoring God because you're letting Him know your heart is Christ-centered. You're honoring God because your mind is centered on your salvation. Pray a little prayer. Pray a big prayer. And honor God. Stand firm. Stand your ground. And just know that you're walking in grace. You're walking in step with the Holy Spirit, by the Spirit. And you're walking in grace, which is the love from the love from the Father. So I hope this uh, book was uh, encouraging to you. There's just no way I can do this book justice. It is such an amazing book, such an encouraging book, such a powerful book. I've learned so much. I hope you have too. I um, um, can't wait to hear what Matali has to say. Matali is going to be podcasting from uh, Africa to, um, uh, to. We're going to be waiting to hear what she has to say on this. I would just uh, encourage all of you to um, read these chapters and verses over and over when you have moments to do so. It just uh, it's the it's the truth. It what holds all of your armor every day um, together. And just be an alert, alert ambassadors every day. The battle starts every day. So God bless you. Um, for me to all of you, keep your, your heart Christ-centered. And um, I'll see you next time. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Ephesians chapter 6 verses 16 through to 24. So today's teaching is looking at the armor that a child of God is supposed to put on. You know, Christ is the armor and um, he is the truth. He is the way. He is the light. And as believers and as children of God, we ought to wear the armor of God if we are to be protected from the wilds of the devil. Today we are fighting a spiritual battle. It is not a, a phys, it's not a physical battle. So we're supposed to put Christ first in our lives. We're supposed to put on the whole armor of God. So verses, <clears throat> verse 16 through to 18 of Ephesians reads, Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So, um... Christ is, um, he is the door um, of salvation. If we look at, um, it says so in John chapter 10, verse 9, which reads, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. So Christ is the door to salvation. Christ is our salvation that um, that sets us free and um, that's... That, that, Christ is, is, is the truth, the way, the light to eternal life, to salvation. 
So Christ protects us. Um, dropping down to John chapter 10, verses 27 and 28, it reads, My sheep hear, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So Christ is a good shepherd. And um, verse 28 reads, And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. So Christ is the good shepherd. And um, he is the Lord and Savior. He is the truth, the way, the light. And um, he is the door to salvation. So um, the shield of faith will enable us you know, to lay hope in Christ and stand back behind that fiery door, you know, the fiery darts that um, <clears throat> that are aimed at us by the wicked one. If we allow Christ to to to, if we put on the, um, if we put if we if we take the shield of faith and and and, and trust in Christ, so um. Christ um, is our protector, he is our rock, he is our lighthouse, and, you know, he is our shield of faith. So, um, as Bible-believing Christians, as children of God, let us put on, let us carry that shield of faith. Um, like, you know, back in the, in, 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 in medieval times when there were wars and soldiers were carrying those shields when, um, you know, the, the, the enemy was, was, throwing um, born arrows and darts at them, they held up that shield and it actually protected them. <clears throat> so, um, it also goes on to read, um, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So, um, you know, the helmet of salvation, God appeals to to the mind and heart um, of of believers, um, Isaiah one, verse eighteen reads, <clears throat> "Come now and let us reason together," says the Lord. Through your sin, though your sins are scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. So Christ, Christ forgives us if we go to Him and have faith in Him. No matter how bad your sins are you know even if your sins are scarlet red christ will wash away your sins and make them white as snow um they shall be as white as snow though they are red like crimson they will they shall be as wool verse 19 reads if you are willing and obedient you shall eat the good of the land so christ wants us to glorify him and be obedient to him and christ wants to appeal to our hearts, like um, in Acts 24, verse 25, Felix had no answer for Paul because Paul appealed to Felix's heart because of um, what Paul was preaching. So faith, you know, there's a saying that goes, you know, um, faith is, 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 is a leap of hope um, in the darkness. But no, God wants us to leap um, in the light. Faith is not a leap into the darkness. Faith is a leap into the light, into the light of Christ. So, um, you know, let us ha let us leap into the light and let us um, 
trust, put our trust and put our hope in, um, in, um, in Christ because he died for us and um, all he wants is us, for us to glorify him in order for him to, to, um, in order for him to protect us and um, to, to give us eternal life and um, to give us um, our salvation. So um, this particular, these particular verses, um, they're not talking about, um, you know, like the, the, the armor is not made for defense. Um, oh, sorry, the armor, um, you know, you, you know, like the armor of God, um, it's made for defense, sorry, um, and not for retreat. And, um, you know, a retreating Christian um, will be bound to attack. As Pastor J.V. McGee put it, um, is an open season for the enemy. You know, you cannot, you have to stand for Christ. You have to stand up and, um, and, and, and use the weapons that, um, that are provided for us. So um, two weapons are actually mentioned um, for offense. And this is, um, you know, the first weapon is the sword of the spirit. So that's the word of God. Um, it's quick and powerful, and it's sharper than a double-edged sword. So, um, and this says so here in um, in um, verse eighteen, which says, "Praying always with um, all the prayer and supplication of the spirit, being watchful to this end with uh, perseverance and supplication for all the saints." So. Um, <clears throat> Verse 17 reads, um, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. So these are two weapons that we have been um, given. That's the, the sword of the Spirit, and this is um, the Word of God, which is quick and powerful. And prayer, praying in the Holy Spirit always, and not always just giving God like a list of things that you actually want Him to do for you. Just, you know... Praying always in the Holy Spirit, being thankful to God and um, and believing in God and having faith in God and standing by God, um, you know, God will. Um, our God is 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 full of mercy and um, He's full of grace. And um, if we turn to Him in faith and um, give thanks to God. Um, these are the two weapons that Christ has given us. That's the Word of God um, and the sword of the Spirit. So if we let the Holy Spirit dwell in us, um, you know, the Word of God will protect us. from, um, from We won't be ignorant. And um, the Word of God will protect us from the enemy, from this spiritual battle that we are um, currently in. Verse 19 reads, And for me, the utterances... And for me, that utterance may be given to me, and I may open my mouth boldly and make known the mystery of the gospel. So the gospel, the mystery of the gospel um, in the New Testament was revealed, where we're all on a level playing field, whether you're black, white, blue, green, Jew, Gentile, we're all, we all have one Savior. Christ came for everybody. Um, we're all under the same um, body of believers, and... Um, and um, we all have the same Savior. When, when Christ comes, we're all on this, you know, we're all on the same plane. Um, there will not be a situation where there's, um, you know, the Jews are the, 
are the blessed are the blessed ones. Um, everyone is a child of God, and we we are all baptized in one spirit. Verse twenty reads, "For which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak." So, um, <clears throat> prayer that will. Um, You know, Paul was an ambassador of um, of Christ, even when he was arrested and he was in chains, and he still believed in in, in God, and um, you know, as Christians today, let us have that particular faith, no matter how uh, trying the times are. You know, let us have prayer that will cut it to us to declare the word of God. You know, let us be slaves of Christ let us be ambassadors like Paul was he was in chains but he was an ambassador of Christ verses 21 and 22 read but that you may also know my affairs and now and how I am doing um, Tychius a beloved brother and faithful minister of the Lord will make all things known to us. So Tychius was a pastor um, in the church of Ephesus and um, where John later became um, the pastor. So he was also a faithful servant of Christ. Verses 23 through to 24 read, Whom I have sent to you uh, for this purpose, that you may know our affairs and that he may comfort your hearts peace to the brethren and love with faith from god the father and the lord jesus christ grace be with you all those who love our lord jesus christ in sincerity amen and amen you know faith in christ produces active love and um if we look at um um so paul wishes us um you know, peace um, as his brethren and <clears throat> and the grace of, of God because grace because God has um, abundant grace for us and it is the grace of God that actually saves us. And, um, and if we keep uh, the faith and follow Christ and um, put on the armor of God um, and put on the armor... Um, of God and this is Christ put on Christ um, you know the helmet of salvation we take the shield the shield of faith um, and let Christ live in our hearts and let us as um, children of God you know use the two weapons that are, 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 are given to us and let us not be retreating um, Christians for we have been given um weapons to fight against our enemies we have been given prayer and we have been given um the sword of the spirit the sword of <clears throat> of the spirit that's the word of god um with which we can rebuke our enemies and with which we can stand up and defend ourselves let us put on christ um, as children of god for we are fighting a spiritual battle so um this is today's teaching, and um, it's the end of the study of Ephesians.
which I have actually really, really enjoyed. And um, it's been eye-opening for me. And I've learned so much. Um, I've learned about, um, you know, the armor of God, like um, the defense mechanisms and, um, and um, you know, how we're supposed to... Uh, how we're supposed to live and conduct ourselves as Christians and, um, you know, um, how to be a good soldier and um, the church, which will be a bride and will be presented to Christ without um, blemish or spots. So, um, yeah, um, it's been a good study and um, I hope... Everyone who listened in enjoyed it as much as we did, as much as I did. Um, I know Braz enjoyed the teaching a lot. It's, it's, it's um, you know, certain verses and certain <clears throat> chapters spoke to him. And just like um, me, uh, myself, some of um, the verses um, that I came across, like um, this last um, chapter about the armor of God. Um, it actually did appeal to me a lot. And I, I did learn quite a lot. And um, I enjoyed it immensely. It was really great. <clears throat> and um, yeah, so thank you all for listening. And um, let us all walk in faith and put on Christ. Put on the armor of Christ. Thank you all. Goodbye and God bless.